Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Mark G. Richardson's hit podcast series, Remodeling Mastery. This series is brought to you by Surefire Local. Do you know what the key items are when looking for an ideal team member? Listen in as Mark talks about the three virtues of an ideal team member. Take it away, Mark. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's designed to help you take your business to the next level. What I try to do is take different topics, topics that are both thought-provoking as well as very strategic and tactical. This podcast is supported by NARI, the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, as well as Professional Remodeler Magazine. It's also produced by Surefire Local, a leading digital marketing organization. Today I want to talk about a topic that I think is really probably near and dear certainly to everyone today, but it's also been really very relevant, I think, for many, many years in business. And that's the whole focus on what is the look and the feel of the ideal team player. You know, as I think back in my 40 years of history in this industry, you've worked with, I've worked with some really strong folks that were what we would consider the ideal team player. Those team players are able to certainly support not only the team, create a great client experience, and also get really strong results. I recently read a book by Patrick uh, Lencioni, and it was titled The Ideal Team Player. And what he talks about in this book is that there are three essential virtues, and I love the word virtual, virtues, of the ideal team player. And I want to talk a little bit about kind of some of the things that he highlights in the book, but more importantly, I want to add some of the color and experience to those things that I think that I have certainly seen and I think many people over the years. And I think as you're reflecting on this particular topic in this podcast, you can sit back and do some inventory. Inventory, not only certainly look in the mirror yourself, but on some of the different team players that you have. And the ones that, quite frankly, are problematic, you either need to fix them or you need to move on. The ones that are really ideal, you need to embrace them and really support them in a higher way. So let me talk about sort of the categories that Patrick talks about in his book, because I think they really frame it, but I'm going to add, I think, color to each one. The three ideal virtue, virtues that, uh, that he talks about in his books is the ideal team member needs to be humble, they need to be hungry, and they need to be smart. So let's talk about each one of those key virtues. The first one is humble. You know, as you think about one of those ideal team players on your team, you know, what does that mean to you to be humble? Well, first and foremost, they need to have their ego in check. You know, this is very much of a team sport, not an individual sport. So that ego needs to be very much talking about the we and not necessarily the I. They need to realize that in remodeling, especially in other businesses, that it's really a product of all of us, not just individuals. You know, I read the quote not too long ago that was, uh, all of us are smarter than just some of us. And if you really think about that, being humble and really fully realizing that is important. 
Also being humble is having empathy. Empathy is all about looking at things through others' lenses. It could be the client. It could be other team members. It could be office versus field. But you've got to have, I think, the right level of empathy, I think, today more than ever if you're going to be successful. Humble also includes, I think, being kind of a good listener and synergistic kind of thinker. You know, synergies, I think, in terms of one plus one equals three, is really a belief as much as it is an activity and action. Humble is also about being honest, you know, and realizing that someone else is going to make mistakes, you're going to make mistakes, and when we make them, be kind of brutally honest and, and, and communicate that. It's also about giving. You know, I was recently at a conference which, which my friend Melissa Kennedy talked about. You know, they are a group or an organization of givers. You know, that really hit a chord for me because if you have more givers on your team rather than takers, I think it's consistent with that dimension of being humble. It's also about being caring, certainly, for others' feelings and not just yourself. But as I said earlier, today more than ever, ever, it is a team sport, not an individual sport. And team sports are different than individual sports. As I'm doing some talks and speaking about this, think about the difference between team tennis or doubles tennis versus singles. It involves different skills and different dynamics, and you have to have the dance step in sync if you want to have a winning team. The second virtue that uh, he talks about, and I think it's a really good one that has to be unpacked in a much deeper way, is being hungry. You know, a friend of mine said, you know, it's important to be hungry uh, in business today and not desperate. You know, I think you want that degree of hunger when it comes to the ideal team player as well. So what does hungry mean? You know, you want them to be passionate. You want them to be passionate about something. It could be passionate about construction and have that soft uh, sawdust in your blood. It could be passionate about uh, design. It could be passionate about client services. But you want them to go over top being hungry and passionate about something. They also, hungry is also realizing that failure is not an option. And oftentimes it's getting into the red zone, but it, more importantly, it's scoring. That's the difference between winning and losing. And it takes that degree of hunger to get there. Hungry is also about understanding urgency. The time today is not on your side, and therefore you have to have that edge if you're going to be successful. Hungry is also a look in the mirror, and that's getting better. It's focusing on yourself and becoming more a student of success. You know, success more than anything today is a verb, and it's critical that you really look at it, and it's those that are hungry, I think, that are seeing some success with that. It's also realizing that investing in yourself is not just words. It's also the actions that you take. That Thirst or fulfilling that hunger comes from the actions. It doesn't come from the ideas. So those that are hungry are going to tend to research more. They're going to tend to read more, listen to more podcasts, focusing on really sharpening their acts and getting better and better and better. The third element that he talks about as a virtue is being smart. Well, needless to say, I think that 
smart comes in a lot of different fashions and forms. You have the academic or book smart, and then you also have certainly that street smart. But at the end of the day, I think if you just focus on is this person really smart at whatever way that you want to define it. Oftentimes smart, I see out there when it comes to individuals, is that they get it. They get it. They understand it. And they might have to go a little bit deeper. It may take them a little bit longer to comprehend, but they really work very hard at getting it so that they can be able to communicate that to others. They're also generally speaking, able to look at things from three different perspectives. Look at things in the short term, looking at things in the medium term, and looking at things in the long term. That's part of being smart. If you think about kind of the metaphor of driving, you know, when you drive as a smart driver, you want to be able to see the environment around you, but also what's happening in the immediate car itself. You want to be able to watch the gauges, but you also want to be able to look out at the horizon of where you're heading. So it's very focused on being short-term, short-term in the immediate space, long-term, the immediate cars around you, but long, longer-term in terms of that horizon looking much, much further out. SMART is also having a above-average IQ. If you want to have, I think, good team members around you, it's important, I think, that they have a decent IQ. SMART is also about being more of a process thinker, that they think in terms of process and the parts and the chess moves. SMART's also about having certain skills. It could be communication skills. It could be technical skills. It doesn't really matter, but those skills are really critical, I think, to express and be effective as a SMART. Also, you want people to be more experts. You know, a friend of mine who's actually helps folks be more successful, he says, you know, I really want to create people that are authorities within their particular market and their particular expertise. You know, a good judge and jury when it comes to your team member, are they the authority? The really smart ones, I would say, are. You know, there's an adage, I think, that really ties into SMART, that really translates SMART into more success, and that is knowledge instills confidence, confidence creates enthusiasm, and enthusiasm sells. And you really think about that formula. It all starts with, if you're going to be successful, you've got to have the smarts, you've got to have the knowledge to begin with. And if you invest into that knowledge, then good things will happen. There's a lot of different adages out there. When I study or I certainly look at, you know, it's so critical. The first one is people are your greatest assets. And when you're thinking about the team player, whether it's in sports or whether it's in business, it's those people that are the assets. Assets are investments. Assets are something that ultimately will give you the returns that you want. A friend of mine, Larry Meadows, with his organization, had three kind of key things that he would do when it came to the ideal team member. One is they had to learn something. You know, whatever the knowledge or skill, whether related to sales or production, they had to learn it. Then they had to demonstrate and do it. 
and they were a big believer of inspecting what they expected. So they had to see if, in fact, the person could do it. And then taking it to the next level, they would require people to teach others. And that's where I think the level of mastery comes in, I think, when it comes to having the right kind of team members. I always asked myself three fundamental questions when it came to team members. The first was, can they do the job? The second was, will they do the job? And the third is, do they fit? So if you unpack those three questions, can they do the job? That was all about competency. That was all about skills. And it weaves into the virtues, I think, that Patrick talks about. Will they do the job was all about attitude, the attitude, the work ethic, what, were they willing to do what it takes? And the third, which is equally important, is did they fit? I think the ideal team member really oftentimes is successful or a failure in terms of the fit. Oftentimes we take big personalities or big results or someone that's performing either faster, high sales, higher level of production, and we oftentimes put them on a pedestal, but where they fundamentally fall down is they don't necessarily fit. Whether it's because of humble, hungry, or smart, they just don't fit the overall culture in the organization. Lastly, I want to just touch on this theme that I mentioned earlier in this podcast, but it's really critical, and that is success. Success is all about the actions that you take. Success is a verb, not a noun. And I think the more that you realize it's not what you think about, it's really what you do that makes you successful. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this little podcast today, and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Take care. Thank you, Mark. You just listened to episode 93 of Marchie Richardson's Ramali Mastery Series brought to you by Surefire Local. I hope you are able to take away what Mark has shared with us today and use it when you are in search for a new team member. Thanks for joining us today and we hope to see you next time.